Hey, this is Lam Cordial. This is Ollie. Louis. We're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. I've been trying to get with you guys for a few years now. So really? I'm glad that you guys, want, first of all, you guys are back in the States. And second of all, we're finally here sitting down together talking. Mm. Well, you know, a little bit of a in the way. You guys had that here? In, in I think so. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we had that in I Australia. fell asleep and something happened. <laughs> yeah, it feels yeah. like that. Everyone fell asleep, yeah. I think. But yeah, it's great to be here, back again, yeah. back again at the Troubadour, pretty iconic spot, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, we've been yeah. here a couple of times just um, as punters, and it's pretty, it, I don't know, it feels pretty great, being, and everyone knows this venue, you know, like anyone that we said, we're well, playing the Troubadour, they're all just like, oh man, yeah, like, and they, and they love this venue, so people yeah. want to come here, it's, yeah, it feels great. Now, what's it like being able to not only be back in the States for a proper tour, but also just kind of getting that, that intimate kind of vibe with these venues as well? Because back home, it's a completely different monster. But coming here and getting these, these intimate shows, like what was that experience and what was that vibe like, especially after these last two years? I love it. Yeah, I I'm, love it. Yeah, it's kind of refreshing. Like, it's a different beast, you know, playing those, those shows in Australia where you, you sort of you can't go beyond the stage. You know, it's... There's, there's a bit more of a, of a fourth wall there, whereas here it's like you can just hang out at the bar and like, I don't know, it's, and you, you know, you point at people and pay them out in the audience. I don't know, you do whatever you want. Like yeah. it just feels like there's less rules um, and it's a bit more spontaneous. You don't really know what's going to happen because you get a bit of heckling. You got to like answer what, you know, I just, I miss that. Yeah. yeah. So miss, we're miss the heckle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you guys feel that like this intimate vibe kind of allows you to give a completely different live show experience than what you do like on the bigger stages that you guys hit back home? I think we're sort of trying to bring the big show from back home into the smaller venue, mm. trying, to, trying to make it work yeah. and see what happens. I mean, it feels like it's been working. Yeah, I mean, it's also low-budget Lime Cordial touring. Mm. So it's like, you know, we don't... We don't have a huge light show. We don't have like video screens behind us or anything like that. So it's kind of like what you see is what you get a bit. It's just like on stage, static lights. And um, yeah, I think it's more raw. There's a bit more pressure on us. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I kind of love that. So you're telling me you actually have to perform. Yeah. Like that's what it yeah. is. No miming. <laughs> Got to like yeah. carry your own shit on stage. All that. Actually have to play your instrument. Yeah. 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 I'm sick oh, of it. Man. It's a tough gig, guys. Yeah, these calluses are there still <laughs> yeah. on my fingers. Yeah. Guitar again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tonight, or today, actually, the new single, Country Club, dropped. Um, and just looking from looking at your fans' response, it seems like it's another song that they're super loving and supporting. Um, talk to me a little bit about this song and, you know, what was the creative process for Country Club? Like, did it differ from your previous material or was this kind of the same kind of way of writing and creating music? I feel like we've got like a bunch of different um, like styles of our own music. You know, some of them are just like they, they flow out really quickly and we're kind of taking the piss and it's just, it happens naturally because it's very, just like very much us in our jokey state, you know. And then there's other ones where they get a bit more emotional, maybe us in like a bit more of a vulnerable area. Yeah. Um, you know, or facts of life, which we just kind of really wanted to create like a, I don't know, a song with a, a song structure that you could play on acoustic guitar and it like, it's still the same thing. But 
Country Club is definitely one of those ones where it's just like us mucking around, like laughing and um, being very critical and judgmental on society, you know, Australia and here and, um, you know, I guess first world problems. Yeah. So that's kind of what the, the song is. And we've, we did that with the recording. Um, we wrote this... Uh, up, we, we, wrote, we wrote this in the country with our producer as well. Um, sometimes when you're away from like a big city or your own city, you can have a bit of a better perspective on that place. So you can be a bit more critical of like where you live. Um, you know, I love writing like in LA as well because you can, you can, you know, you, you go, oh man, I'm starting to realize like what it's like in Australia and like what my life is like being here and feeling a bit more foreign. So, um, yeah, like the music video as well. It's just we just same sort of approach, just ourselves in a, in like the jokey taking the piss sort of area that we like to play around in. How would you say that you guys uh, allowed yourselves to kind of step out of comfort in any way, whether it was like vocally or instrumentally for this record or for this track? Um, yeah, that's a hard one. I, I I feel like those sort of things just come, you know, naturally. Like yeah. This, the stupid instrumentation and Our I mean it's just good at like pushing us out of those comfort zones yeah. as well I mean I guess it's just we don't really know sometimes what we're gonna do or let's just like just mash something in there yeah. and Lou is very good at just going like you know okay how about we do this and I might sit there beside him going like oh this is a just kind of a bit of a whack idea just comes out of his brain and then our producer's really good at just saying yes to things yeah so um yeah i mean it's just like we've got to this nice place in in the studio where we like we're not scared of trying things i think in the early days of our recording we'd be like how about this and someone would go that's not gonna i don't think that's gonna work you know yeah. but like our studio time is taking longer and longer because we we hate having an idea that is unexplored. Yeah. So, like, that's probably where it gets edgy and weird, right? Yeah. Mm. A, lot more, a lot more time and effort, I think. Yeah. Putting, like, trying to accomplish those ideas. But sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> there might be, like, you know, three days of trying an idea out just to scrap it. Yeah. But it is that. It is the, eh, you know, at least we tried it. Mm. Yeah. Now, as far as the producer goes, I have a question regarding your producer because I'm I'm curious: Is Dave K and Dave Hammer the same person, yeah. or is that two different producers? But they just so happen to be called Dave. It's funny, like he has like a Lebanese background, okay. but he is from New Zealand. He doesn't really like associate himself, um, you know, with his, with his his ethnic background at all. Like when he moved from New Zealand to Australia, he, it was like it was right when we had these riots between um you know they're called the Cronulla riots and and it was just like this time when there was like a lot of racial um discrimination and it was very subtle in Australia and so like the sad thing is that he felt like he had to change his name from being David K Haddad to something just a little bit more I don't know like it's it's a very cool stage name like Dave Hammer like I love that name but now I think he's taking a bit bit more praise and wants to bring that name back because that's him you know um and you know people know him as dave hammer now so it's a tough thing to do he's in this transition state where you know he goes by both names um but yeah good on him like he just wants to be like him you know hold hold on to his own name yeah it's a pretty good 
I know. I, I love him for it. It's it's pretty great. So so he's been a producer that's been working with you guys for since almost the beginning, um, from from what I see on the credits. So that collaboration process from early on to now, like, do you feel like that's just um, like a like a natural progression, or do you feel like he's always kind of having you guys try something different every time you guys come into the studio with him? I think he's been able to you know like harness the weirdness, like Ollie said before, like sort of maybe going against a little bit of the traditional songwriting approach. I mean, maybe not structurally, but, like, you can do whatever you want in this song. Like, you can create anything you want if it's popping out of your brain mm -hmm. and to explore that. But, I mean, we've definitely grown together. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, as far as, like, the songwriting goes, how do you feel that that has evolved over the years without, with every release that you guys have had? Um, especially because, uh, as you mentioned earlier, it's, it's your sounds, your styles are kind of different within every track. So does that change the way that you guys write as well? Um, I mean, I think, like, we're pretty critical, pretty fussy in the studio. Um, we're getting better at, you know, producing the songs up ourselves. So, like, a lot of the time... We, we we have these songs um, as polished as we can in our own home studios before we, like, take it to Dave, who then can bring a little bit more edge. It's kind of great having, like, a third person there because we'll often, you know, I'll write a song and then I'll give it to Louis and he'll be like, yeah, I reckon we, like, rewrite that chorus. And it's like, oh, heartbreaking, <laughs> you know? And then, like, the next day you kind of go, oh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but... Often, you know, Louis will think one thing, I'll think another, and it's good to have another person. Like, as brothers, you can get pretty stubborn, so it's good having another person there just going like, oh, yeah, I agree with Louis. And then I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. it's like just I think he, I balance think of power. He levels out our bickering. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bickering brothers. He often just sits there watching our bickering, yeah. you know, just like, I don't know. He likes <laughs> so it. He's a, good, he's, he's a good watcher yeah, and listener, yeah. good for mediator. sure. Good mediator, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys always, uh, like, have you guys always basically bounced the same ideas every time? Or have you guys always been like, no, you know what, I don't like that, let's try something else? Like, do you feel like you guys collaborate, collaborate naturally together? I don't know yeah. how to ask that question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it depends in what way you mean. I think it's like, um, we have different tastes, but at the same time, like, we share the same Spotify account, you know? So it's like every song that Louis likes, I hear it at some point. You know, so it's like we have a lot of the same tastes and we're kind of any song that I discover, I, I want to show Louis first so that he can get his head around that. And then we just like, yeah, but definitely having different tastes and, you know, different ideas of like what we want the next single to be. It's, pre it's pretty hard. Like I think the collaborating and, um, you know, just letting letting go of like, how hard do you want to fight for something you know compromising i think is like is definitely an art that you you have to get good at yeah. patience mm. louis how do you keep everything like fresh every time like the the sounds the styles the music that you guys create do you, you keep it, it do you keep uh, it fresh i don't know if i do <laughs> i'm definitely reusing old ideas every day louis is the best at stealing ideas really yeah. from uh, other artists which i think is an art yeah <laughs> no shame in that <laughs> yeah, I'm good at it, yeah. I'm good at appropriating. Yeah, no, in a good way, though. Like, Louis will, I don't know, be like, oh, this was inspired by this, or, like, I grabbed this chord progression from this, like, one bar in this Ray Charles song or something, and then just like, yeah, I'm taking that. It's mine now. I'm going to do whatever I want with it. So. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Thanks, Charles. 
Now, early on, like looking at the credits, like you, you guys had like writing collaborators uh, compared to now. I feel like it's just mainly you guys writing. Um, when did that transition kind of happen for you guys? Did you guys feel more comfortable as you guys were creating more music and just felt like it was better to write between the two of you? Or do those collaborations back in the day like just happen to happen and you guys just ran with it? No, I think, I mean, we're still writing with people. I think like we write a lot of songs ourselves. Some, sometimes we'll like take a song to someone because like it's, it's mainly just the two of us writing and sometimes it's nice like being in a room and like jamming ideas out with people. Um, like, yeah, so kind of, I guess early on, maybe we were a little bit like, do we want to hold on to this and just do it purely ourselves? But yeah. bringing in like another taste um, and another perspective and another one, another person's like musical ideas of years of like learning music and inspiration. Mm. I think it's like good just getting like another taste on it. And then we always, you know, take it home and, and play with it for months again afterwards you know so it's it's never like take this song to someone and then they just do it all for us it's like it's kind of the early stage like let's um let's see what we can get out of this and then we've got this scrappy song with ideas that you know that are our tastes and i and you know because we wouldn't let anything be written that we don't like but it's something that's like i wouldn't have done that if it was just the two of us that's the kind of the beauty of just of collaborating really yeah yeah and you guys kicked off this year with with like a collaborative EP, um, yeah, Cordy yeah. Elba, which like I I didn't like I knew that he would do music, but I never knew that he would actually like collaborate with people or like actually yeah. release stuff. But what was that process like? Like because the the three of you sat down and wrote all six tracks on there, correct? Mm. Yeah, it started off like as him featuring in a song that we already that already existed called Unnecessary Things. We're looking for a feature and and. He just happened to be in Sydney and someone showed him our music and then it like went from there. But he laid down his verse in that in like three hours and then after that we were kind of like ready. All right, cool, let's wrap it up. And um, then he's like, oh, what about this idea? And he had this very basic like drum, bass, little vocal idea mm. um, that then became uh, what, What's Not To Like, which is one of the singles on there. And, um, and then he was just so... He'd never really been in the studio where he's taking something from nothing all the way through to the end. So, like, he at, at the start is a little bit out of his, his comfort zone. Um, and we were like nervous being with him. And then, as soon as it didn't take long, it was like a matter of hours before we were like fully relaxed. And um, he's just every single day he had off of the, of the shoot that he was doing in Australia, he was like in the studio with us, which is pretty mad. <laughs> but it was just really fun. Like, he's got it, just has a crazy energy. Um, and yeah, it was sick. How would you say that like his, his fresh take on things, just being like such a green person in the studio, like how do you feel like that kind of impacted you guys or like just ideas flow, like that flew out possibly, uh, during that writing process? Um, I think it's the greenness. It's obvious. It's also his voice is like, it's crazy. His voice, it's like the lowest, sexiest, boomy thing. I feel like anything kind of comes out, it that f freshens up our style as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely had similar tastes. Um, yeah, a lot of like English, you know, Madness, Gorillas, mm. Portishead, yeah. down down that road for sure. Um, but I mean, he's he's amazing. He's like a storyteller, yeah, he's, and he's a bit of a poet, you know. So like, it's kind of nice having someone that he doesn't like play an instrument, but he would. 
he'd just have like these visuals and also like he's obviously done like a shitload of voice training um, with everything like you know he's kind of known for his voice so it was awesome just being able to like play with that like the song Holy Moly is like so low and he was kind of kept saying like maybe we should try it up an octave and we'd be like no way like he lives with that voice he doesn't understand like how unique it is Um, but yeah like and also just his performance being in in the vocal booth and just like I don't know letting go and not really caring about like necessarily hitting the note. Like, I think that's probably what we took away from it the most. Just like he just closed his eyes and we would just like put a thing on loop and he would just be going nuts and just like you kind of watch him. Yeah. Like, There's some like 15 minute vocal takes of him just <laughs> yeah. looping around and Rambling. he puts on this character like, yeah. you know, he's, he's just acting through through the song. It's great. Yeah, and before that I feel like I was in the, in the vocal booth just kind of going like trying to hit stuff and worrying about it but I kind of love the the flaws I think you know some of the best songs in the world just like have these crazy weird vocal moments that are flawed and that's like what makes it special yeah I mean I, I love that EP and I loved how different it was as well like um did that kind of leave an open door for you guys to consider collaborating like that with other artists um from obviously like different genres different vocal tones vocal ranges yeah, kind of. Kind of. I, I guess sort of we wanted to, to tick that off. It was more like a stepping stone doing something like that, you know, incorporating like the hip-hop elements and, you know, the weird whatever was going on in that EP elements. But I think it's sort of that was a nice stepping stone to move on to maybe not shock people yeah. through to our next album. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a stepping stone to be like, hey, we're going to do this from from now on and yeah, not have people go, oh, this isn't, yeah. this isn't like the old shit. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This does not sound like robbery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he gave us permission to be able to like do something else. You know, it's like we didn't have to be a band in that moment. So like I think now we have a bit more of an, like, an open door or something to do. Yeah. yeah, to do some weird stuff. In saying that, would you say that Country Club is part of an upcoming body of work or is that like a one-off type of single? No, that's definitely, that's like the second single for our next album, Facts of Life, Country Club, and then, yeah, we've got a lot in the bank that we're just going to be releasing this year. Yeah. Mm. And how do you feel like you are, aside from obviously like changing the style or sound, whatever that might be, um, how do you feel that you are, like, do you feel like you're trying new things, like new vocal tones, new vocal ranges, new guitar riffs, like something different that we have not heard on your music yet? I think so, definitely, yeah. Especially... I feel like Ollie's voice is, there's a lot more... Changing. Changing. There's a lot of change in Ollie's voice in the songs to come, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It's I don't know beautiful. Why. It's great. <laughs> I love it. I'm uh, becoming a man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hitting oh, puberty. I see a hair. Oh, Can you? Hair. I see a hair. There yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. Oh. I'm still yet to get any, but... Yeah, yeah your, your voice is fine as it is for now. We'll see. Yeah. So what was the reason behind choosing uh, these first two singles to be like that, kind of like the lead to this upcoming record? Um, you know, they're kind of like, we feel ready f- to release them, <laughs> pretty much. Like, it's kind of as simple as that. Like, we've got a bunch of songs and they're like, you know, we've got too many for the album and they're all, at the moment and they're all like 90% done yeah. and it's like, yeah, I feel like we sit with them for a, for a while and, and we keep making changes. These ones are like, 
yeah, you know, that feels good. Do we need to do anything more with that? And we're like, no, nah, I'd feel comfortable with that being released. So that's kind of, that's, <laughs> it's a pretty simple answer, but it's not like, yeah, this one had to be like in July 2022 because, yeah, for this, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, yeah. just put it out. <laughs> yeah. Now in 20, uh, 2019, uh, I remember there was, uh, there was like uh, you guys with Post Malone and uh, Dre London kind of teamed up for for something like is that something that's still up in the air something that's still going on or yeah, i think i think dre is coming to the gig tonight so um at the troubadour in la um so i guess we, we haven't seen him in a little while yeah. um we were just before hit like we were on the way to posty's ranch in utah and then like we sort of freaked out uh, it was kind of embarrassing they're like i can't <laughs> believe you're going home but like yeah we were just like this i didn't know i just thought like um, the states would just implode at that point (laughs) so i was like scared scared to be here i was like you got guns here man like i don't know like guns coming out yeah yeah i was like i didn't want to be in the supermarket looking for toilet paper and get shot so we just went like um yeah we just went sounds very familiar yeah yeah we bailed um and then we got home like i can't believe we just bailed on going to posty's ranch because he was like, yeah, I've just got this. You got into some gardening, no, when you yeah, got home. Yeah, that was yeah, nice. God, yeah. yeah, it's almost as But, um, yeah, he, you know, he was like, yeah, I've got this, like, uh, $150,000 guitar and another, like, 200K amp that I just bought and we could write some songs and we were just, yeah, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, no nah. well. No well. Yeah, we, no well. We went with it just instead. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe this, I mean, this still continues after yeah, yeah. this is all clear and you're, you're safe to be here. We'll see what Dre says today. It'd be yeah. good to see him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a collaboration like that would be kind of cool just because Posty is very into like this kind of genre music and like mm. punk and rock and everything. Like, I feel like that would be insane. Yeah. Let him know. I mean, he's done two Aussie collabs as well, hasn't he? Fleet Foxes. And are they and, from Australia? Nah, they're not. Kid Leroy. Kid Leroy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been you guys, but you you ran. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't want it. Didn't <laughs> want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kid Leroy. Stole my hair gun anyway, so. Kid Leroy did, yeah. <laughs> nah, I love him. He's a good boy. Yeah. 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 Is, is he coming tonight as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. All the all the Hollywood people. Yeah. yeah, all the yeah. Dad, Dad's here. He's a he's come from Australia, so. Yeah, Dad's he's Californian. He, he, so he's here. He's asleep with jet lag at home. <laughs> Probably, uh Give him a call. He'll probably sleep through the gig, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's hope he at least watches a live stream and then yeah, yeah. he'll get something. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Congratulations with the new music. I'm looking forward to this new record. Um, and you guys be sure to check out the new single. It's out now, Country Club. And uh, thanks for watching here on Front Row Live. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more. And I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.